And now, Freshcast Sports presents Final Whistle. Do, do we want to start with Atlanta United? Dude, I, I don't because I mean they're f- they're fucking. So every here's the sad thing about being a fan of a new team that was successful in the, from the beginning is that you expect them to always be successful. Yep. Well, yeah, you as a Man United fan should know that. Not untrue. Not untrue. Right? Like you, you as a Newcastle you, fan have I, really never ever felt never, success never in your entire life. So. Ever. So it's true. Yeah, also it true. is true. Yeah. But I have been a Man United. I think I was, hurt a little I, more. <laughs> I became a Man United fan before they were. Yeah, like you were in the, the global, 90s, though. The late eighties, late eighties. Yeah, so you you watched the transition. I watched sure, transition. I understand yeah. that. But and so like, you know, you, you look at this microcosm, and, and you and I have talked about this. The the whole um, salary cap, the way they the MLS, mm. and, and really the 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 impetus of that is. Um, they're protecting teams. They don't want teams to dissolve. And when would because we don't have pro and rel, what you see that in Europe is when teams go into um, redundancy, not redundancy, um, bankruptcy, well, get, yeah. whatever. Administration. Uh, administration, administration. Thank you. And they go into administration. They they get dropped down to leagues. They get fined. Yeah, they points, sell off yeah, all, all their teams. Um, would, uh, what happened to um, L.A.? Um, Chivas LA. Chivas well, LA. Chivas, yeah. LA. Chivas, Chivas USA. Chivas USA. It's a little different. That was a, a league imposed pullback because of kind of, we can call them human rights violations, but they were just not above board in how they ran their operations. Speaking of human rights violations in soccer, I just learned this. Yes. What? There was some big trade that just happened recently. Not trade, actually. Selling. Selling. Yeah. Of a person. I was like, and they kept saying it. And I was like, maybe that's just the terminology. Like, no, no, no. no. You sell yeah. person it's, to it's a team. It's a like a, it's like a deal. It's legal slavery. And I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it's legal I was slavery. like, still like 100%. now. He was like, yeah. Like, it was, yeah. It was talking around. And I was like, you, yeah. you can go in and you can buy the rights. Like to I play. buy. Like you don't even, like you're moving to fucking London tomorrow. Yep. And you can work for me now. Well, <laughs> I'll go, I'll go like, even further. I'll go even you further. Fucking perform. I'm gonna sell you to somebody worse. Like if you want, you want to go even. If you want to go down this rabbit hole. You can buy the rights to anything upwards of a seven-year-old. So if a seven-year-old has some, you know, he so has some happy So what are these human rights feet? violations that they were doing? Yeah. They must be really fucking yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the United States, so there's a few more regulations. Oh, not, not in the States. It doesn't happen in the States. Yeah. But in Europe or South America or pretty much anywhere other than the United States yeah. because football is the universal sport you have people who will literally see anybody who has any sort of potential and buy their rights that means that kid is owned to that club so if well, they if they propagate into something of a actual footballer they get to sell that to anybody else and that that person has no say whatsoever on where they go or how they go what, what ends up happening is in in most south american countries and in eastern europe european countries you see this more than we'll, we'll call in the developing world asia um, asia as well yeah um maybe some of the smaller asian countries but um you you would have you have most favelas most little small communities say in brazil and argentina and uruguay um are run by gangs and you know we'll we'll say we'll show messi as an example 
example. Messi, Messi's, we'll compare Messi and, and Carlos Tevez. So Messi rights were owned by a gang, and those gangs sold their rights outright for a very high price to Barcelona when Messi was 12. Less than that. I yeah. think it was eight. Eight, yeah. So Messi has been in Barcelona, literally got on a plane, never been outside of his small favela, and flew all the way to Barcelona. At eight. Basically, at eight years old. Uh, basically eight, been eight there. To his, ten, I think, yeah. Basically been there his entire life. Carlos Tevez, on the other hand, his rights were sold to an agent, but the favela gang still owned a percentage of his rights. And so when he they got the long game, yeah, yeah long so game. when he ended up at uh, West Ham, um, oh, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. I mean, took took underrated, a under, took a so championship underrated. away from Manchester United was was oh, really so probably he was good at Man United. Yeah. So at so at the age of twelve, when he's yeah. in yeah. Barcelona, they it's like no, it's like fuck school. We're just going to feed you, house you, and you're just going to train and play soccer yeah. until you're yeah. age yeah. to until oh, you're good uh, enough. Yeah. Oh, wait till we get to African players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Holy shit. So yeah. So you you have that, and and so um, where the U.S. system of sports, um, and really outside of soccer, so football, you, I'm going to trade Allen for John, mm-hmm. and right. that is how the trade, and it may in, come in a with first round pick. It, yeah, it may come with yeah. some compensation. You know, in the the <laughs> 50s and 60s in baseball, like they actually traded equipment for players. I mean, like some of the original black players in the Major League Baseball were like sold for a, sure. a box yeah. of balls and new bats. I mean, like that was the crazy but, shit. Yeah. yeah. But in Europe, where the currency is players, and players come with not just not just playing ability but marketability and the marketing so when you look at them you look at any English Premier League team and you go to their website and you scroll all the way down the bottom you see every single one of their sponsors most of them now are location driven so like when I go to Manchester United's website I'm going to see all of their main title sponsors and I'm not going to see any of their Asian like telecom sponsors but if I pulled it up in Thailand if I pulled it up in Cambodia or Laos or wherever else like I would have I would have some specific sponsors that were only for that country. So a players like a, a Tevez may have a marketability exponentially above their going rate of because course. of what they can they can sell wallpaper, sure. uh, ringtones, things like that. Cosmic surgery. Yeah. Cosmetic. Cosmetic. Cosmic would be nice though. Yeah, cosmic would. Yeah. Cosmic would. It's 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 crazy. I mean, we have, if you get you. if you get into if you get into, um, I mean, and it gets worse. Uh, like we talk about South American, European, uh, well, like Eastern, Eastern European, European, but the African countries when you have well, Congo, Senegalese, and you just saw that Tunisia, with Roma. So yeah. Roma just got they won a game this weekend they won their match this weekend they registered their player incorrectly which they probably registered knowing what they were doing yeah. they registered him on the under 22 t- roster yeah. and he played without doing another piece of paperwork but it was probably to shield some money that they yeah. paid for sure. him um, in it and they got caught and they've been docked that game and three additional but, points but what what African players get yeah. jacked up to uh, and like I'm talking, uh, we'll they'll roll into uh, fucking Congo, 
Senegalese, all these countries to have great footballers. And the African Cup of Nations is actually one of the most exciting football tournaments Have you to seen watch. the new Nigerian kits? Ah, oh, fucking screaming eagles. Let's go. I fucking love that. That's my African team is Nigeria. But if you, if you look Don't at what they do, if you go, yeah, I know. Um, they'll go in and be like, this lad's very good at football. Here's, and I'm talking like 2,000 US dollars to them. Uh, and then the rights to them. So the family gets nothing. And so you have, I can name uh, Emmanuel Frimpong is one who was a great footballer for Arsenal, got Samuel injured. Uh, Samuel Eto'o. Uh, Drogba. Drogba was part of and that. And there's a laundry list of players who were decent where they went in, made money in England, and then when they went home are gods now. Yeah. But what they would have been worth if they were, I don't know, South American, uh, yeah, like Eastern European, would be ridiculous. And this is why I like the African Cup of Nations taking, taking contrast of how their players are poached and then mm-hmm. taking like you can't like, you can't well so they're, they're a stronger they're a stronger continental of yeah. uh, uh, governing body to right. where UEFA can't come in and just be like this guy this guy this guy this guy this guy I fucking love it they're like nope fuck you you're gonna pay them what they're mm-hmm. worth instead of taking advantage of the fact that they think they're from the African continent I mean you have you have players in Germany France Italy England everywhere where they were born in an African continent yeah. country and yet they're you know pushed in to be a good player and like hey we'll take care of you you just play well, for our country right I mean you, you look at fr- France I mean uh, France, France won I mean you, you don't see it with Spain and Portugal as much as you see it with France or the oh, Netherlands yeah, no, or yeah. Denmark oh I mean there's still uh, Germany yeah Sammy Kadira uh, 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 is not Sammy Kadira uh Kadira is Tunisian, yep. and he plays for Germany just because he was a kid, and they're like, hey, why don't you come up here? Why? Why is that? A th- and that's why I like the African Cup of Nations being like, no, nope, sorry, guys, that's, you're not going to fucking rickroll us on this anymore. And that's why the African Cup of Nations is such a good football tournament to watch. I mean, Well, and they also pull – that tournament is also at the height of domestic seasons in Europe. So they're sure. getting players but really before they've gotten hurt or stack up a lot of minutes on their legs. And so they're playing at their prime normally in cold weather and then flip to a warm weather because they're playing sure. in the southern hemisphere during summer. Yeah, and it also – well, I mean, it also propagates into how FIFA now recognizes more African countries to yeah. be eligible for FIFA World Cup. And I mean, it took them forever to do that to South America. Everything was Europe, Europe, Europe. Well, and you still see that with the expansion of the World Cup and how many more slots Europe got in the qualifying oh. compared to anyone else. So No, they got more, uh, well, in, in UEFA, I mean, in the Euros, right? Well, in the Euros, but also... But in, in World Cup, Africa got the most. Well, percentage to, percentage to what they had, but I mean, sure. you still see what sixteen teams, eighteen teams come from Europe. Yeah, and you're I mean, at twelve from Africa. Right. Right. Okay. But Nigeria. So let's let's get to some of the um, you. Uh, so there was a there was a guy who played for Newcastle. He was Nigerian. His name is Obafemi Martins. <sighs> Fucking. How many print titles did he win? How many print titles did he win? None. Okay. Thank Zero. You. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Moving on. Your team's um, racist. Moving, How about moving that? On. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. 
Moving on. So Juventus. Okay. Juve. Juve. Juve has signed Morata from Atletico Madrid. Yep. They have failed in signing Suarez. No. Because, so well, they were. He was supposed to be going to Inter, wasn't it? No, Suarez was to Juve. Suarez. Um, Suarez. Um, yeah, because he was. Who's the guy that he bit? Was that Juve? Suarez beats bites everybody. Who did he bite in the World Cup? Um, yeah, so listen, Suarez has a bit of a knack for biting people. He did it at Liverpool. He, he did has it. some big teeth. It's just he's just a dude who likes to eat people. Um, I, I honestly thought he was just going there for uh, Inter or... Yeah, he said he also turned down a chance to join Inter-Miami and became mm. the highest ever earner in Major League Soccer history while he moved to Juventus also fell through. Suarez's switch to Juve was dependent on his obtaining Italian citizenship, which unraveled on Tuesday when it emerged a language exam taken in Peruga, um, Perugia um, last week is under investigation from prosecutors amid irregularities. Are, are we oh, it's, shocked? It's fucking stupid. Are we dude. shocked? I can't. So, Atletico had all, always been waiting in the wings, and Simeone, particularly keen to bring in Suarez, um, has now decided to loan Marata out to Juve. So, that fine. gets Juve so, under the let, let's just, foreign let, number. Uh, Suarez is a fantastic player. I think he'd be fine at Atletico. Uh, Madrid has a bunch of problems, as we saw when they played Real Sociedad anyway. Barcelona has their own fucking problems because they're getting rid of everybody um and then with ronald coleman at the helm who knows what's going to happen there in terms of the la liga title i would i wouldn't be surprised actually if uh real sociedad or atletico make a push and kind of bump these guys down but on the juventus side their moves have been unparalleled oh, fantastic they're going to in make a, a league push. that is not deep it's not deep. No, I mean, yeah, they'll I mean, win the title. I, I still easily. have. I still like watching Slatan banging goals, yeah. like yesterday. Fucking or you know the Sunday. two the two Milan clubs will be third and fourth. Sure. You yeah, know, you'll have a you know Napoli or someone else will yeah. be second. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, fifth. Roma. Roma's always going to be in that mix. Yeah. Um, um, but if you have Juventus in their moves, this is this is geared up for Champions League. It has to be. Their their depth yeah, but what is happened, on fucking parallel. What did, what did PSG do? Stacking no, their team. No, they they, they stocked a first team, and then they went into the French league. They went to Ligue 1, and then went in Champions League, and they got battered. I mean, they they reached the final, but they didn't have enough strength to topple yeah. Bayern Munich. So, let's just look at what you have here for the Juventus. So Juventus's squad right now is um, Chesney, um, no, but as your yeah. number one keeper, which is kind of scary. And Let's just Buffon is still on the bench, but she, it, when Chesney gets, you know, Chesney's but, still but, smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. But so you yeah, he's not playing it out of the back like newer, but. Um, Cellini, Cellini, that is Cellini. Danilo, Cellini is who Suarez bit. Yeah, um, delete, but you have Fabrata, um, Arthur. I mean, you, you, yeah. there's not a name. Kadira is Douglas on there. Ramsey, Costa, Costa McKinney. Weston McKinney. The, the uh, lad from Atlanta. Uh, who's unbelievable. Um, Pellegrini. 
uh, a little, Rubio uh, from a, France. A I player mean, named Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I'm Ronaldo. Sure I don't know. It, w- yeah. A little guy named Dybala as well. Oh, Paulo Dybala. I heard he wasn't very good. And now you have Morata. I'm just saying they're they're stacked in a sense. So what does that team? What does that starting side look like? They've got this so is their you, Fords. Morata, Ronaldo, Dybala. Dybala. Are they playing three at the top? Or are they yeah, playing? You, are you, they well, playing, you're going to go. You're going to go. Are they playing a triangle? They play in like a, or a false nine. That's a fluid front three. Yeah, you're talking because you're not going to have any single standalone. Like if you, were, if they were to pop uh, Cavani in there, they would be fucking gold because you have two fluid midfielders behind him pumping in balls. That dude would eat them up. But, again, if you're going with those three, there are people who want to be on the ball, who want to be on the ball, who want to create something and then get the job done. But you still have great midfielders who can set these guys up to finish, which they're going to do. They're proven. Mm-hmm. And so I just, see, I just see this team from Juventus being one that is going in for Champions League. Oh, they want no, no they doubt. want 100%. Champions League. They're focusing on Champions League. Uh, given what the Serie A is, they have an opportunity to field also excellent players, but not necessarily a first team uh, squad. So totally I can't fair. wait. I can't wait because totally I'm telling you right now. We we talked about this on the last podcast. If if Ronaldo gets a Champions League in Juventus in Italy. You're done. Yeah. There, there's no competition between him and Messi anymore. Yeah, competition uh, conversations over. Totally. Fair. All right. So let's uh, now let's jump over to England. Let's do a recap on this past weekend's Premier League fixtures. Uh, the weekend opened up with uh, Arsenal two one win over local rivals West Ham. Um, I think we had West Ham going down. West Ham actually looked like they could hold their own. They they could squeak by to fifteen uh, sixteen this year um, if they continue to to get performances against top teams like Arsenal. And Arsenal is truly deep. Arsenal could be one of those teams that they stay healthy could be challenging Liverpool at the top of the league. I hate to say that, but I think they could. Uh, Arsenal at the top of the league? Uh, Mm. I definitely think they have top four potential. With Arteta at the helm, definitely top four. Um, You have uh, an implosion by Manchester United in their first game in week two. Um, At Old Trafford, uh, Wilford Zaha playing uh, the villain. Uh, You had another another match of questionable VAR decisions. Oh, don't get me started Um, on VAR. You know, uh, you, you have some VAR referees that um, a ball could be 30 yards away from a player and hit him in the, the arm, and it's not a handball. And in this case, he's four yards away, and they give a penalty. And then a simultaneous foot off the line and a ball kicked. Yeah. And you're calling David De Gea off the line after a beautiful save to keep it one nothing, And they re-kick and go down 2 nothing. Yeah. Or, so, I mean – if we are if we're talking about VAR on this on this aspect it's it's been probably its worst few weeks in its yeah. uh, inception into the league uh, even in the Newcastle match the first one with uh, uh, St. Maxime yep that's yeah. a penalty I'll yeah, give it to 100%. him but yeah. the other one with the handball yeah. come on the you dude, know, he, it's, it's 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 a blasted fucking ball people arms are waving around it's not like he's out 
you know, going like you he's know, not hand arms of God by his like side. Yeah, exactly. Maradona. So when my hands aren't out by my side. It, I'm there's a ball. It's a dynamic situation. My hand is in a position where I'm not even aware of where it is, and it gets hit, and it's a fucking penalty because of VAR. Yeah. You know what? Kindly go fuck yourself because it's it's causing so much fucking. So I, I'd rather I'd rather that kind of shit go to just to the to to the discretion of the referee. So now, so we, we th- look at this, and we're in we're year two with VAR in England. Uh, the Germans seem to have it uh, right. They have a central location. They have multiple eyes put on it. They're reviewing every single game at one time. Hell, England has one game being played at a time right now because they're trying to gob- gobble up all the money they can from TV revenues. Yeah. So... You know, how are we screwing up matches so much by doing that? So we move on. Leeds, newly promoted. This was the promotion battle. Leeds, Fulham. Leeds, Fucking goals galore. Goal, another 4-3 match yeah, from Yeah, goals Leeds. galore. What is their they goal scored at now? Um, they have scored seven, seven, seven but goals? given yeah. up seven. Yeah, of course. Um, so this was the the promotion battle. Um, Fulham Fulham came back. I think they were Leeds was up four one. I think or three one at one point. Um, Fulham really fought back. Yeah. Um, the the danger is going to be. So we we saw this sometimes with the Atlanta United with the Argentinian coaches that you throw so much speed, wing backs forward, everybody is attacking, 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 and your back line gets caught out. I was just kind of glad Mitrovic scored two goals. I mean, well, I was, and, as a, as an ex Newcastle player, I was like tip of the cap, kid. You. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do that with Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Well, that's just a Newcastle thing. But you, you look at this and, and, you know, Leeds was able to keep up with Liverpool in week one. That's a week one anomaly. You know, are they going to be able to do that with, with a Chelsea? Are they going to be able to go to the no, we, yeah, we Yeah, we talked about that. They'll, they'll be good until December when the, yeah. when the, the I think holiday that's matches. Generous. That's generous. I th- when the holiday matches hit, then you'll, th- then you'll see them They come back. Out. It the, happens all the time. So we, Bur- we have Burnley a Euro- did it. Burnley we have a European break in two weeks. I think they crash and burn after this European no, break. No, after the European pre- I would say the European break is a uh, is a uh, allows them to go even further. Okay. So I mean, I would say yeah. when when December hits and we have Boxing Day and those matches where you're doing, you know, four or five games in as many days, then that's gonna see what Leeds United is. Do I want them to stay up? Obviously, I do. That's a classic Premier League team. All right, so we've got the next game. Uh, Carlos Antelati led uh, Everton. Hamas Rodriguez gets a goal. Uh, great for, fucking goal, too. You know, playing a West Brom team that, you know, lucky to be in uh, the Premier League. Actually, actually um, I'm glad you brought that up because fucking Karen Gibbs, what a cunt. <laughs> what a dumb fucking f- red card. Seriously. Yeah. I, I didn't like him at Arsenal. He was fucking useless. He was like a bag of potatoes being drug around by fucking that uh, German lad there who was in their center back. But now, this shit, yep. he's on the wing. Ball's already gone. They take a few steps, and then he tries to throw a fucking elbow, hand it in the face or whatever you want. Why? For what reason? It was dumb. Yeah, dumb. So we go to Sunday, Leicester Burnley. Um, you know, th- this game had never 
Um, this was the largest margin of victory um, ever in this uh, matchup. 4-2. Most goals scored by one team. 4-2. Uh, um, Lester at the King Power. Um, you know, this is an aging team that really hasn't reloaded, but, uh, you know, they... Who, who they, Lester? Yeah. They, they're still... They're, they're, they're still... Fucking, they're doing it. They're, they're doing still it. clicking. I mean, Burnley's not that bad, too. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm a bit privy to, obviously, Robbie Brady and being Irish and all. What was that? Also, Eric yeah. Peters in there. He's very yeah. good. Uh, the marquee matchup on Sunday was Chelsea-Liverpool, and we had a dumbass red card again in, uh, with Chelsea. And then Chelsea kind of held their own, only losing 2 nothing. Liverpool, um, a man up, really should have put the throttle down. I, I, I'm not sure if Liverpool was sandbagging um, this game with um, who do they have this coming weekend. Um, Liverpool play Arsenal on Monday. I mean, they had a, a pretty long uh, break. You know, it just didn't make sense to me that Liverpool kind of set back and kind of was this game. Uh, who, Chelsea, who, who Chelsea. got the red card for Chelsea um, again? It was. Um, oh, let me pull it up. Uh, red card was Christensen, uh, 45th minute yeah. plus one. Yeah, Andres so, Christensen, yeah. Yeah, so um, oh, know, yeah, didn't lead to a yeah. penalty, but um, Sadio Mane in the uh, 54th minute um, and the 50th minute with Roberto Flamino. He's a fucking... Um, he's he's an animal. Yeah. He is now Liverpool's all-time uh, yeah. Premier League scorer. So, yeah. uh, tip of the cap to that cunt. Um, Yo, he's going to be walking in fuckers. On, um, uh, on all the team squads now for yeah. the rest of his days. And I, think, I mean, and, and Liverpool's... He, he'll be in Liverpool for the next four well, or five and then years. You have what? They just signed Tiago. Oh, yeah. Um, Tiago. Which is Gr- great. Fuck. That's a great fucking um, signing. And they signed someone from Wolves um, as well. They just uh, Jota, it. yeah, Jota, so, yeah. Um, it's going to be a pretty dangerous side. So we'll go to uh, St James Park. Um, no, no, no. We're not doing that. Yeah, the Seagulls. Seagulls took it uh, to the Seahorses. Um, it was shameful. Can I? Uh, can I? Can, oh, if 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 you want to, go, <laughs> if we're going up to the Northeast. That was all manager stuff. And listen, this this actually is a, is a parallel to what we deal with here in Atlanta. This is a manager fill. All right, you you start like we have some good signings, okay signings. You know, given what we have to deal with, but you start Andy Carroll, who's as slow as a fucking double decker bus taking a tight turn in a handicap spot. That's not a thing. Yeah, it's. The, well, you, it, I, I'm fine with. It, I'm fine with being. You know, one one, one one draw going into the 75th minute. Fine, I'll pop in Andy Carroll. Maybe we get some high balls in if we're doing a high press, and he can bang in a header for the win. He does not start. Never. Never in a million years well, does he and, start. And, and on top of that, you're you're putting out a, a team sheet that in a formation that is not based off the strengths of your team. You are a coach coming in with the mindset. So we 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 saw this in Atlanta with Atlanta United. We we saw this with David Moyes coming in, uh, Louis Van Gaal uh, to Manchester United, um, Jose Mourinho. Instead of instead of playing to what your talent is, you're playing to the, this is a system I know and yeah. not being. And we. 
we can I can argue as a Manchester United supporter that you know we get priced out of players because we're Manchester United and and things like that. Where where sure, if you want them, it's it's this it's, much. Yeah, it's ten percent yeah. more than everyone else. So, um, you know, we we move over to to Tottenham and you know you maybe it was the Gareth Bell um, you know being tipped coming back home. Um, you know the they're calling the greatest greatest British player ever. Um, I don't know if I'd, I'd, I'd ever wrong. say that. But, ever um, you know Super you've wrong. got you got Son who kind of woke up. The Son have four goals. Son had four goals. Is, is, are we talking um, about Tottenham now? Tottenham now. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, five two Tottenham over Southampton on the road. Um, yeah, the Saints no. just o- overmatched, underpowered. Um, uh, you know, well, well, I mean Son is is one of the most underrated players. And and as as well, a Man United fan, yeah. you know Korean players are yeah. Park Ji Sung. Yeah, Jok Pi Sung. Yeah, it, he's underrated. Korean yeah. players are underrated across yeah, the should, board. He should. And again, like Barcelona, Real Madrid. You know, the, all these I can major make the, clubs I can make the could argument, be coming in for. I can make the argument. Buku's of money for him. I can make the argument that Park Ji Sung is more important to Tottenham than yeah. Harry Kane. Hundred percent. When when Park Ji Sung was out, when he had the back to back red cards, yeah. well, they struggled well, wasn't, last year. Wasn't red card, it, right? And yeah, two of those, yeah, both were not red cards. They were, you know, kind of on the wrong side. They were, Marzen, they were hard Nido. red cards. Uh, Nido Marzin. Um, so we we moved. That was a blowout. You know, there's a lot of this was the most goals scored in a Premier League weekend ever. Oh yeah, that it was, was huge. Kind of, so you, on Monday you had two games. Again, the money grab on television revenue is sickening. So Man City uh, travels to Wolves. Um, they take down three one. Ninety fifth minute goal um, to and get I'm the two goal you, win. Taure is a fucking. Yeah. The Wolves are a great yeah, fucking. They are team. A great team. They are a very difficult Actually, team. What, what's What's, they, what's what's the name of the manager there? Um, uh, oh, um, fucking hell! Yeah. Uh, well, I I don't know, but he's 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 done amazing with Taure and uh, who's the fucking dude? Nuno, just, Nuno, Nuno yeah. Espirito. He was a great player in his own right, um, but you know, I mean, you you got. They so they, get, they game, at that club. Yeah, that Jesus game could have been one one. Um, and then you had the late game on Monday was Aston Villa versus uh, Sheffield United. Um, Sheffield United went down in the twelfth minute, fought uh, gallantly, um, held off to the sixty third minute. Um, so that wraps up last week's Premier League um, action. Um, you know, nothing, nothing too exciting. I mean, there that Leeds Fulham match was probably probably the most exciting match of the week um, in the Premier League. But we we move um, we move ahead. So Saturday, Manchester United uh, travels to the South Coast uh, to face Brighton at the Amex. Huh. Um, I, as Newcastle's much as I in Tottenham. as much as I hate to say this, I I think it's going to be either a one-one draw or a Brighton win. Um, I do Brighton not. Brighton was very good. So um, so. I mean, we talked about yeah. this earlier, like Brighton dusted Newcastle, um, but they did it in a fashion that I don't think was indicative of the issues that Newcastle holds or the manager and the way they he set up the team. Um, they came out, they were aggressive, they controlled the ball, especially in midfield. You know, you can't bring in John Joe Sel- Shelby and think that he's going to be He's not. He's not a substitute. Yeah. If he's not yeah. at the start of the game, he's not gelled. 
he gets in there he puts in dumb fucking tackles which he yep. did i'm surprised he wasn't put off um so yeah i could yeah. i mean it depends it, it depends on what man united show up well you know they got the, the lad from uh ix so he he looked good today um, in the league the league cup um, you know, they, they still have a, a week or so, uh, the transfer window. Uh, so Sancho still could be coming, um, yeah. which would revolutionize that team. But they need three more center backs. So, so yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, Harry Maguire, garbage. Lindelof, uh, garbage. Your center backs are... I mean, um, I, I, no. Phil Jones, garbage. Can we, can we get uh, Chris Smalling back from Roma? I mean, no. motherfucker. No, I don't. Yeah, I, right. but, but, but you know what? Actually, I don't want to like get off the train of the Premier League because obviously that's my bread and butter. But with what you're talking about now, it, it's actually indicative of what the trades have been done for Atlanta United as well. You know, uh, bringing in uh, Marcelino, fine, cool, great, good midfielder. But how does it fit into a system? We have we have a system now where managers try to cultivate certain players in a position to where you can execute properly um when Mourinho came into Tottenham they went on a run cool but it's Mourinho cool he can turn shit into gold I don't doubt that he did it at Chelsea with a lot of different people he won the Europa League title at United I mean with a shit team Sure, and you have players now who come in and get picked up and it's like but are you going to do what needs to be done with the manager that wants you to fit into a system. And I see this Mar- Marcelino guy, and the same thing with Man United. I mean, Newcastle is fucking shit anyway. Steve Bruce is a fucking mental case. So, you know, I, managers wise, like if you yeah. can get if you can get a player back, cool. If you it, but is it going to matter? No, it's not because the manager still fucks shit up. Why the f- why the fuck are they starting yawn? The same reason why yeah. Newcastle well, is starting fucking Andy Carroll. Yeah, because they don't do, have bodies. Do I want to put a tether ball in the fucking center of the pitch? No, I okay. don't. So moving on, moving on. 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. game at Selhurst Park, Everton, Crystal Palace. You don't think it's going to be a letdown uh, Draw. for Everton? Draw. Um, and I think Everton may nick it 1-0, but um, this could be a scoreless game, both coming off big wins. Um, I just don't think Everton has the push to continue to do it. Uh, Chelsea at the Hawthorns versus West Brom. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think this could be like a 3-0, 4-0 game. I think this, this could no, get Chelsea's ugly. This could get ugly really yeah, West quickly. Brom's, West Brom um, has some struggles right now. We moved to Turf Moor, uh, Burnley, Southampton. Uh, I think Burnley. That's going to be a good 2-0, game. 2-0, Burnley. No, that's going to be a draw. Uh, yeah, I think a 2-0. Uh, you know, Burnley's coming off a bad loss. Southampton's coming off a underwhelming performance that they held. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, – I think Burnley, Burnley gets the win at home. Um on that um we jump on to sunday uh leeds sheffield united i think leeds is going to make um sheffield united look like a better team than they are they um leeds back line is is suspect uh they're leaky oh they're fucking um they get too far forward and and can't come back and leeds is more leaky than a fucking submarine screen door 
And then I think the uh, shock of the weekend, I think it's going to be 2-1 Newcastle. Um, Jesus. I I really think, I think Newcastle right now is a goal or a goal and a half underdogs to Spurs at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Worst name of a stadium in the league. I can't. Um, (sighs) I think it's 2-1. I'm going to call it right here, 2-1 to Newcastle. Um, That's going to be the shock of the weekend. Probably the best matchup of the weekend. I take it, though. Yeah. Oh, I would fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, best, I think this is going to be the best matchup. Uh, Man City, Leicester. Uh, Man City still trying to find some identity under Pep Guardiola. Uh, they are a fantastic team, but they, you know, they can they can go out in the wilderness every now and then. Um, we saw Leicester come off a, a really strong win. Um, Do you know what I'd like to just tap into here? Because you make a very good point on uh, Man City trying to find identity. This is what I tried to tell people when. Uh, Pep was at Barcelona. You have, you have, there was, there was a time where he was like, hey, this is the structure, right? Yeah. Um, but it's fluid. And the people there at that time, he was, he was graced with some of the best footballers ever. Um, midfield, defensively, and obviously in the forward position to where they had a structure and they knew what their variable position was. Mm-hmm. Where Man City doesn't. To where they they their their full uh, not, not their left back right back might push up too much to where they get exposed yep. and it happened every now and then at Barcelona too where Marcelo would get stuck in you know from Real Madrid and say I'm gonna pop this in and, and obviously you had uh, Benzema and, and Ronaldo in there banging in goals but I think Man City wise doesn't need Pep to be hey. This is a structure. Be fluid. He needs to set. Yeah, no, it's he needs to set kind font, like the confining yeah, no, uh, areas he, in which yeah, your position is, plays right. because you yeah, you these don't. These are they, he does a very good job of zonal coaching. Yeah, and so, that's that, he he puts a lot of he puts a lot of uh, context on the player yeah. to to understand where he is in situational his space. awareness. So, yeah, situational yeah. awareness where uh, it's not it's not working. I guess uh, because some of these lads are like, "Fuck it, I'm full blown gone down the yeah. wing," and it's like, well, and I, th- I think getting getting players who have grown up in a structure, um, who or so. I mean, you know, De Bruyne still floats into where he he always feels comfortable. And you look back at his tape from oh, uh, from uh, Belgium, and and De Bruyne floats back. You look tapes of Belgium. De Bruyne floats back. Um, I would say their issues are in the back line. Like Gundogan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gundogan. Well, Gundogan is out. He uh, tested positive for COVID. Coronavirus. Um, so he he is out indefinitely. So um, probably the the least marquee game of the weekend, West Ham Wolves. Um, West Ham's yeah. going to get tucked into bed. Um, you know, I, they're, West going Ham get, at they're going to get tucked you, at yeah. home. Come on, dude. They're fucking shit there. Right. We beat them. We beat them at home. And we're shit. And the Wolves with Toore and fucking Peters and all those lads stuck in there. They'll be fine. I think Wolves overplays it. I think they, they come in overconfident. And I think nah. that, that ends up being like a 1-1 game. I would like to agree we'll with see. you, but no. I'll take right. Wolves all day. All right. So Monday, again, two fucking matches on Monday. Um, Fulham, uh, Aston Villa at Craven Cottage. Yeah, um, Philly wins. Yeah, I think it's 2-0 uh, uh, Fulham. Um, and then you're... Wait, you're 2 nothing Fulham? Yeah. At yeah. Craven Cottage? Craven Cottage. Yeah, no. Not a thing. Villa will beat them. Villa will beat them on the road. Oh, Villa will beat them, yeah, 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0
yeah. at Fulham. At Fulham. Yeah. I mean, I, I I give credit to Craven Cottage, but they're not. Fulham is not coming with their best game right now. I th- I think I'm not I not think that the schedule is hasn't been kind to them, but I still I think they should have been doing better coming into the Premier League as a promoted team. I don't see them busting. I, I think I, Scott, I, I, I think Scott I, Parker got it wrong on week one. Well, I think he got he it figured, wrong on week. I think two. he figured it out at halftime, and they came back stronger. I want I, think I Scott, want him I to do good, but like Villa is still pumping, pumping the veins full of beating relegation last year to where. You know, you have obviously Dracor Leash and stuff still. V- Villa struggles to get past Sheffield last week. One nothing. Come on. Yeah, like, but I mean, they still one nothing. Born. One nothing they up a man. Born. One nothing up a man for eighty minutes mm-hmm. against Sheffield United. Yeah, and Sheffield has okay. some really good front, uh, really good chances even being down a man. Right, but, but I, I, I. I strongly just, disagree. I would just like to take in, like, maybe Nido wants to say something on the on the point. Hi. So, um, <laughs> your your last game on Monday Arsenal. is uh, Arsenal. Liverpool Arsenal. Liverpool Arsenal. Yeah, that's um, fucking at the, Anfield. How many goals can Liverpool score in a match? Because that's what they're going to do. This to is that this is going to get ugly. This oh, it's going to be a fucking fest. Be, um, I I will say this. I think Arsenal. T- I think Arsenal takes a yeah. lead, the lead. I think Arsenal gets the oh, first yeah. goal. Oh yeah, tuck one in like real um, quick, like five minutes in, yeah. one nil. Uh, but I think and Liverpool puts four on the yeah, board. Yeah, four one. Children of the corn. After that, yeah, yeah, we're talking children of the corn. They'll just row it up, knock them down. That's a fucking terrible game. Okay, let's let's look at uh, so we've gotten through our our recap and our preview. So let's look at um, let's look at some some final um, some final headlines. So the MLS just put out their last nine games of the of the season. Yeah, saw that. And when you look at it, this is it's really hard for me to get behind Don Garber and say, you know what, bud, you've done a really good job. You know, or, you know what, yeah. bud, you deserve minimum wage. Yeah. Because th- this is a fucking reality. Yeah. No. Here's some no, Taco Bell after dark. No fucking league in the goddamn world. No fucking league in the goddamn world. Is, is playing any type of schedule and everyone else figure it out how to come back from COVID and finish your schedule. Everyone else figured out how to come back and restart a season just like nothing fucking happened. Yeah. There's, I mean, there, yes, there's no fans and you had some more precautions and you got put in these quasi bubbles, but fuck, we had some you know, candy ass tournament down in Orlando when it was nine thousand fucking degrees with sure. two thousand percent humidity. Who and go to thunderstorms f- and hurricanes and shit like yeah. Go. They should have fucking done the NHL and gone to Canada, where there was no humidity. And or the NHL should have went to Florida. <laughs> yeah, and played Just indoors. Kidding. I'm I mean, kidding. I'm but, kidding. But, but you, yeah, you look at it and it's like there. There's no equity in naming a league champion this year because you you're never playing home and home you're you're not playing equal number yeah, of games but hold on against a second. Equal, it just I, it I, fucking I, makes sense 
everything's jacked up. I understand that. But naming, like being like, oh, I'm not going to name a league champion. I, I don't know. I think. I, 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 think, I think the I think, way uh, the MLS uh, is delegitimized having a champion this year. This, I was, this is the I, most. You say there's an east and a west. So. And you play. Home and home, you count those first two games of the season as fucking preseason games. They don't count. And then you go full east and west schedules, home and home, or wherever you want to sure. fucking play them. And then you have your top three teams, seed ones out of the west, seed one out of the east, don't play in the first round. Yeah. Two and three play against each other. The winners of that face round one, or the yeah. seed one. And then the winners of that play for the fucking MLS Cup ju- would- so we can Americanize soccer. I would just say that, you know, right now, uh, given what happened with the Orlando tournament and everything, we also are seeing different teams take on a different uh, identity given the fact that certain players can't play or they opt out and you have other players stepping up into a big role where they're, you know, executing. Um, And I think that's just indicative of, I guess, uh, the failures of the MLS in terms of the pro rel situation because you have now people being like, okay, someone opts like Carlos Vela opting out, you still had players stepping up and and doing well instead of like if you just shut the whole thing down. I, I don't even think it's a pro rel issue. I just I just think that the MLS is trying to be relevant in the world playing by their own rules. And, um, and, and and well, let me throw this at you. Uh, just as an interesting question that I was thinking of, who do you who do you see as uh, what teams and or players do you see, um, or uh, in your opinion, are um, traversing all the clusterfuck that is the MLS right now with style, dignity, grace, whatever? Who who do you, who who which teams are, are doing it? the best right now are which players i mean columbus is doing an okay job and i don't um, even mean i don't even mean in terms of who's playing know. well i just mean who's being able to make do with what's going on um you know i i think um you know you you, you look at it you know what <laughs> it's almost like the league is flipped upside down so i mean your your bottom two two your three uh three bottom teams in the east are atlanta and dc who the last three years have been two of your top teams mm-hmm. um two of your top three teams in the east are orlando and philadelphia the last three years have been some of your worst teams orlando has been probably the worst team since their inception in MLS, and that is not a bias opinion as an Atlanta um, supporter. Um, I love that 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 uh, caveat. That, yeah. yeah, that little caveat. But, <laughs> you have to put that when you're Atlanta fan. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. But you you look at it. Nashville and Cincinnati. Um, they have Nashville's played 11 games. They have have 12 points. Cincinnati's played 12 games. They have 12 points. Um, you know, Inter Miami has played 12 games. They have 11 points. Atlanta's played 12 games. They have 11 points same with dc and the only difference between 11th 12th and 13th is goal difference and you know atlanta has has historically been one of the highest scoring teams in the league one of the lowest scoring defenses in the league and they are sitting at negative five on that so when you look at it i think i think columbus columbus has always been a good team 
but they've always in the last few years they've kind of sneaked into the playoffs they've kind of been uh, quietly good they had these long runs uh, of being strong but right now they are they're dominant they're on 27 points after 12 games which is six points better than anyone else in the league um, you know you have sporting KC which you know has not been good the last few years Dallas is rebounding they have a really great coach Luce mm. uh, guy from Miami uh, Gulliver prep <laughs> grad uh, played at SMU um, you know really knows his stuff I think Dallas in the next two to three seasons is going to be the most dangerous team in the Western Conference mm. uh, but you have you have teams that, that are kind of surprising Colorado Pretty good. Uh, you know, Colorado Colorado has shit the bed since um, Tim Howard's second season. Mm. Fuck Colorado. Um, but you have LA, Gal- LA Galaxy and LAFC, which are teams 8 and 9. They have 15 points both after 11 and 12 games. Um, you know, it's... Seattle's going to win that, the whole you know, thing. Minnesota is, is no. up at the top. Portland's had these flashes. So, you know, it's, it's really, the, you know, Seattle, San, Seattle, San Jose Seattle a, is going to win the West. Seattle's not going to win the West. Yes, they are. Um, San, on, San, Jose, San Jose had one of the best performances of the West in the MLS's back tournament. And they're in last place in the Western Conference. Yeah, because they're last we're talking real talk now. And, and, and who's doing the best? Uh, Seattle's doing the best. Uh, Seattle's not doing the best. Um, Columbus is doing no, the best. No, I'm okay. But, Seattle has if if Seattle um, played Columbus tonight, Philadelphia they would win. Union is doing better than you Seattle. You fuck. That's, Orlando City doing better than Seattle. Okay. Do Toronto not, FC do not, doing better. Do not yeah. okay. Do not name fucking Orlando. They're a bunch of dicks. I don't know if you know. Don't disagree. Uh, don't disagree. Nanny plays for Orlando, which means they're never fucking good. And also Toronto, Josie Altador, the fucking taxes he's put on the United States men's national team. Also, shit. Bradley, cunt. Don't disagree. I mean. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck what they're doing right now. At the end of the day, when we get into the playoffs and the whole MLS Cup situation, Seattle is going to be right there being fucking punching these dudes dicks in the grass because that's what they do on the national level or whatever club level they're at. They're fucking shit. 